0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning. Stays on his feet, airs it out down the field, it is caught by Tyree. Welcome back to the Chris and Joe show presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon joined by Chris Flum. Today's episode we are going to be talking about why the New York Giants should be signing Leonard Fournette. I'm just kidding, folks. Chris, could you imagine if that's what we were talking about today? Why the Giants should be signing Leonard Fournette and not the huge news of them signing Logan Ryan to play across from James Bradbury?
2: You know, all things considered, I actually can picture that and imagine that. You know, I I can conceive of a world where Dave Gettleman decides, you know what? This team needs another <laughs> running back.
1: And maybe that would be a move if they're not entirely confident in Wayne Gallman and Jason Garrett was looking for a running back that fits the style of offense that he wants to be a, a secondary punch. If you see all the guys that Jason Garrett has, it's always been these heavy dump truck-like running backs. Ezekiel Elliott is the the, the firmest example of that to Marco Murray. We talked about—you actually brought it up last show a little bit. It, it makes sense— from the personnel standpoint, but from what the Giants have and the fact that they have Saquon Barkley, I just I don't see that happening. I had somebody say that to me on Twitter. I can't take it seriously. If that happens, and I said this, and you guys can quote me on it, I will I will quit covering the Giants and I will become a farmer. I said that, and, and I am quoted on Twitter saying that if they sign Leonard Fournette.
2: Well, if you say it on Twitter, it must be true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, uh, Chris. Let's get to the real news here, which is the signing of Logan Ryan. A huge move. For the Giants right now, as they have been dealing with some serious nightmares with their secondary, losing Xavier McKinney, not having Sam Beal because of opt-out, and then obviously losing DeAndre Baker because of his current legal situation because of armed robbery. Logan Ryan, though, huge addition, one-year, $7.5 million deal. He is a 29-year-old veteran, been in the league seven years. This is going to be his eighth year. In his career, he has 17 career interceptions, 78 passes defensed, and 494 tackles. Just looking at the stats alone, and we're going to get to some of the film very shortly, but if you look at that 78 passes defense number, that is a very, very good number to have for a cornerback. That means you're averaging over 10 a season in breaking up passes. I'd rather have that than averaging a significant amount of interceptions each year, which he still has a pretty good number of picks. That 78 number is very, very good.
2: It, it really is. That, me- that means he's in position to close receiving windows. He's making good breaks on the ball, making good reads of the offense, good ball skills. He's able to get up there and knock the ball away. Interceptions are great. That is really the surest way to stop an NFL offense. If you can't come away with the pick, at least knock the ball away, and really make it so a play absolutely cannot happen.
1: We'll provide a little bit of context on how he goes about creating those opportunities to break up passes. The one thing I want to open this discussion with is that at 29 years old, he is not going to be the same player we've seen throughout his career. He had a little bit of a step backward last season, partially because he was being targeted more and Adoree Jackson was being targeted less. But the way that I'm looking at it right now is if at 29, we get at, at the worst, a 10% more deficient Logan Ryan, and that, that is at absolute worst, that is still a very good corner, you are getting to play opposite of James Bradbury. It's a huge step up from what we had last year with DeAndre Baker.
2: Yeah, I, I would say it's probably a step up from what they had two days ago. We all feel good, I think, about Julian Love and him taking another step in, you know, whatever this, however you want to describe this hybrid role he has more or less assumed since being drafted last year. Darnay Holmes is a rookie. We don't really know what we're getting with him, especially since we haven't been able to see any preseason games. We've seen, you know, heavily, heavily edited scrimmages and practice reports that, beat writers haven't been able to see too well and you know we do know what we got what we have in grant haley which is a defensive back who isn't great at coverage but is a pretty good tackler so compared to all that having a known quantity like logan ryan is i think a significant improvement it gives you a lot more confidence in this secondary,
1: Right. This is a guy that is going to be making us a little bit more confident in what we have going out there. We were swirling out various thoughts and ideas of who could go where. We even brought up last time when we talked about Xavier McKinney, the possibility of signing Logan Ryan, and now he is going to be that guy, the projected we're expecting to be the second outside corner. So just a, a look and a glance at who this guy is as an athlete. I consider him to be a pretty good athlete for a smaller corner. He moves very well. He's got good acceleration and burst to close out on the ball. The, the one thing that really stuck out to me, stuck out to me was his general reckless abandonment when attacking the football. He will launch himself to make a play on the ball, even if there is a mass of guys near and around him, he'll throw himself into that pile just to get the ball loose and up in the air for someone else to pick it off or him to possibly snatch it out of the air or just straight up knock it down. The big thing, though, the the major thing that I think correlates with that 78 passes defensed is his best attribute is allowing receivers and quarterbacks to think that there is an opening to get the ball to someone. He then uses his burst and his acceleration, and his very long arms to extend out and knock the ball away. There are a couple times where I watched him give up not an entirely broad open receiver, but just enough space where a, a quarterback would seem confident in what is presented to him, and he was able to stick his arm out and knock the ball completely out of bounds. That is very, very good awareness and ball skills for an outside cornerback.
2: Yeah, they, they have very different, I think body types and athletic profiles. But with that ability to really bait quarterbacks into making throws, letting them think a receiver is open, that does kind of remind me of Dominique Rogers Cromartie, who is a, at least in his prime, was a much more athletic player than Logan Ryan, and also a much longer player. But Ryan is a very, very quick corner. He's not particularly fast you know at the combine he only ran a four five six which is I would say marginal for a corner and really much more of a safety time but his three cone and short shuttle times were right around the 90th percentile for for defensive backs so he is a very very quick corner and with that good football IQ that really lets him slam the door shut on these passes
1: that's the big thing is even if he gives up a little bit of space, he can slam that door shut like you said. That That's a common uh, verbiage used when talking about cornerbacks and defensive backs is can they close out that window quickly even if they do give up a little bit of space. The other thing too that adds to his possible versatility and usage in Patrick Graham's defense is the fact that he is a very strong tackler for a cornerback. There's some corners in this league, and we've had them on the Giants. You know, Janoris Jenkins is a is a good example for that. Uh, DeAndre Baker a little bit last year that just would go for ankles or possibly make these business decisions to not go after making a, a big tackle on maybe a tight end or a bigger receiver. I watched Logan Ryan make a, a ton of plays where he was aggressive in tackling some bigger guys. Even uh, Tom Brady the, was a, another guy that he went – full speed into and wrapped him up with perfect technique to bring him down. They also, the Tennessee Titans, for some reason, love to blitz him, and he was able to hit home for pretty decent sack production in his time with the Titans. So you're getting a guy that is very willing to do whatever you ask him to, and he is not just a guy that is strictly out there to go make plays on the football. He will do whatever it takes to stop forward progression from an offense.
2: Yeah, well, I I do tend to think pretty much any defensive player, if they've got a a chance to lay a hit on Tom Brady, they're not going to hesitate. They're not going to slow down. (laughs) But yes, it, it is really good to see a defensive back, whether it be a safety or a corner, who is not afraid to tackle, not afraid to get their hands dirty and come downhill and not only lay hits, but also wrap up. I think the other thing we see kind of entirely too often are defensive backs trying to just shoulder check guys over, you know, they don't wrap up. They don't tackle with good form, you know, square up, drive through the tackle, tackle guys, hips, and, you know, really bring them down. They just kind of do this flying shoulder check really at at best. And those I think are a lot of the times you see offensive players kind of bounce off, make the miss, and keep going. So having a guy will likely be playing, and I think we'll get into this in the second half, some cornerback position. Having a guy like that who is a willing tackler is just really nice to see anymore. It, it shouldn't be that way, but it is.
1: We're going to continue this discussion on Logan Ryan, and then we also have a, another possible thought on additional signings at defensive back for the Giants before we do so we're just going to take a really short commercial break
3: support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference That might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: When you're adding a player of Logan Ryan's caliber and pedigree, it is worth acknowledging and and having the discussion on what what it means for your defense. So the Giants were in a gigantic hole at outside corner for their second guy. Now it seems like Logan Ryan could be that guy, but I don't think that is is such a clear-cut, definite answer because he's done a number of different things. He's worn multiple hats with the Tennessee Titans. He could be playing in the slot. He could be playing at safety. Chris, where do you see him possibly working in with this Giants defense?
2: Uh, I think the kind of easy answer is wherever he is needed. Maybe if I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit, I kind of suspect that he, they might be viewing him as an Xavier McKinney replacement. You know, whatever role they had planned for Xavier McKinney, I think Ryan might be kind of tabbed to go in that role where maybe he is playing kind of a multiple safety look where sometimes he's free safety. Sometimes he's a box safety. Sometimes he's more of a slot defender because, you know, as you said, he has played safety before. He is also a good slot corner. He is a good tackler. He's a good blitzer. And all of those things kind of fit, at least what I was anticipating, the Giants having in store for McKinney. In his film review of Logan Ryan for Big Blue View, Nick Filato chased down some stats on him, uh, and this is just from 2019. 103 total tackles, 12 passes defensed, 5 interceptions, and 15 total pressures. Those are a lot of numbers, and a lot of very varied numbers, for a guy who is just a cornerback. You know, th- those stats are really more something you would see from a defensive back who has played the safety position, the slot position, maybe closer to the box and done a lot more than just drop into coverage on wide receivers. So I do think we could see him more as a safety than as a cornerback. And I think that could also be for the best for Ryan because, you know, as you mentioned, as we were getting started, he is aging, he's 29. And the flip side of all those stats Nick found for us is that Ryan gave up seven touchdowns. He had a s- over 70% of uh, over 70 catch percent percentage, which is kind of an awkward way of phrasing it, but basically 70%, uh, 70% of the time he was targeted, the receiver caught the ball. He was targeted the most of any cornerback and he was penalized 11 times last year. So maybe moving him to more of a safety position would also help protect him kind of in the same way that Ronde Barber once moved from cornerback to safety. You know, maybe that could help get the most out of Ryan in the Giants defense.
1: That is honestly a thing that tends to happen in this league with older corners, not a, a, an over something that happens a ton, but we do see that with talented guys that move to safety and have pretty good success when they're just not able to move as much. It also happens in the NFL draft when you have some corners who are not as fluid in their drops and stuff at the NFL Combine and pro days. So teams will say, all right, we're going to try moving you to safety and seeing what happens with that. I I think that's a very good possibility to happen. I think that uh, fans of the Giants should really consider that that could happen. With Xavier McKinney going down, they could say, all right, Logan, we want to work you More as a safety, we're going to use you in some situations as a corner, but because we like to vary up our defensive looks, you're going to be moving around a little bit and you have the perfect skill set to do so with this defense. The other thing that comes into this now is if they do try to work him more as a slot corner and as a safety, just based on his size and his movement capabilities, does that leave the door open for a possible reunion with Prince Mukamura? He was recently released by the Las Vegas Raiders and he is now available for the Giants. The first I th- I would say one of the first teams that were brought up once Mukamura was released, the Giants were in that equation because they need corner help and he's also a former Giant. So Chris, do you see this being a possibility to add yet another guy to really solidify this group turning it into a a young, unexperienced one to a a very complete veteran one?
2: Yeah, I think it would really depend on how the Giants feel about what they have at corner opposite James Bradbury. How do they feel about Corey Ballantyne? He was targeted a lot last year, and he gave up, I think, a lot more completions than we would have liked to have seen. That's not really a knock on him. I, I don't think he did badly All things considered, you know, he missed a lot of his rookie offseason. He was a a late round draft pick from a small school, but there is a certain standard you have to judge him by if he's going to be a starter. And then exactly how confident do you feel in Brandon Williams and Kivari Russell? I think the Giants kind of want to see what they have with those guys. And if they do struggle, then I think we could see Prince get a call because he is Uh, Unless something has changed, which was why the Raiders let him go, he is still a reliable corner. Maybe not a great corner. He was never a dynamic corner. He was never a ball hawk. But he is at least reliable. And one of the things I always liked about him is he is another corner who is willing to tackle. Yeah, I remember his rookie season, him coming downhill in the Super Bowl and just laying Rob Gronkowski out. I don't care if Gronk was playing on one leg. If you're put, if you're putting Gronk on the ground, that's a good tackle. And also Prince is a good press man corner, which for me I will always take press man coverage over zone coverage, just straight out. So if if you have to be limited, I would be limited to press man coverage.
1: So the 31-year-old corner, he actually did say that he would be willing to come back to the Giants when the the New York Post spoke to him. Just straight up saying that's where I, I started. It would be awesome to come back. So th- there is interest from amukamura The counter to that then is is their interest from Patrick Graham, Joe Judge, and Dave Gettleman to add another corner. And the stuff that you just brought up, Chris, is very are, are very good points. That he's probably not going to be that same player. I would expect him to be more regressed than Logan Ryan has been. He, we've seen a, a more clear regression from Prince Amukamura in his time with the Bears. And there clearly has been a, a step down that it, the Raiders are not confident enough in him because that, they're not thin at corner, but they're not in much of a, a more solid position than uh, m- most other teams that they'd be willing to get rid of Amukamura. So I, I would consider this to be a possibility to go out and get another guy if they're not willing to roll with Corey Ballantyne as that extra corner and then Darnay Holmes in the slot. If you want to go with a straight veteran look, that's that's what makes Mukamura the guy. But if you want to say, all right, we've got the two veteran guys that are going to be our leadership pieces In the secondary, we're going to try and work in Corey Ballantyne to get him some more experience because there have been positive things about his performances in camp, some positive notes on how he's looked. And additionally, do we want to roll with Darnay Holmes, let him develop in this first season because he has looked very, very good in Giants training camp so far, playing out of the slot as the Giants nickel corner?
2: Yeah, I think. The Giants will probably want to see what they have first, roll with the rookies, the young players, uh, maybe see what they have with Williams and Russell. But if I think if things go really badly, especially that first week against the Steelers, that will likely tell them a lot about what they have because the Steelers have good receivers. They have a very experienced quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, obviously. So, yeah, if things go really poorly, then I think we could see the Giants make a move. And also, that second week, that's when veteran contracts are no longer fully guaranteed. So, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Giants bring in a Mukamara, but it might be a little bit.
1: Folks, that is going to be it for today's episode of the Chris and Joe show. Thank you for tuning in and hearing our discussion on Logan Ryan. There is going to be a final scrimmage at Giants training camp. We're going to wrap that up and recap that next Monday, as we've done so far with these scrimmages, giving however amount of thoughts that we can based on what is available to us. Um, make sure you check out our website bigblueview.com and follow us on social media at Big Blue View you can follow me at Joe DeLeon you can follow Chris at Raptor MKII also give us a rating and review wherever you may be listening to us and let us know your thoughts on the show stay tuned for Monday as we will be recapping the next Giants scrimmage